well. Um, Jake, I'm looking at your box of Cheez-Its Grooves, and I'm thinking of some other teams that are currently in Grooves, but one in particular, and that's Asna. Asna? Asna. <laughs> I, you, you threw me for a loop here. I really thought we were starting with Everton. So. No, no, we're starting with Asna. All right. Um, Which, for those who don't know, is Arsenal. Correct, who got a super unconvincing 1-0 win against City. But it's against City, so you can't really complain about the results. Yeah. Um, a to-the-face deflection off Nathan Ake. Yeah, and frankly, he took it like a champ. Yeah. You know, if you're going to score a header, you might as well get it rocket. The ball just rocketed straight into your face, straight back into your own goal. Because, you know what? That's a classy, cultured finish. And it's actually astonishing that he could finish that opportunity, but not the yeah. one in the third minute that would have sure. put them up uh, right away. Yeah, which... he's, he's no Scott Sterling. He's close, no. <laughs> but he doesn't quite have that kind of head-to-ball acumen that, that Scott Sterling has. But, Jake, it's a big result for Arsenal, I believe. Their first win against Man City since 2015. 2015. Yeah. yeah, which is, frankly, kind of unbelievable. I was looking at the squad from that 2015 win, and I think over half of the starting 11 has retired. Sure, I believe it. So, Apparently, it would be like Alexis Sanchez would be a starter, I assume, at I that time. I don't think so. Not even yet? No. Really? Keep going. I remember Kulisheny? Yes. Um, oh, what's his name? They had a German center back, too. for Mertesacker? Was he still there? Uh, yes. Um, we don't really have to go through this whole thing. Was Sagna still there? No. Uh, okay. um, it was like Ozil. Okay. Awesome. Um, who else? Oh, uh, Sure. Um, and a bunch of people that retired. Like, sure. I think Czech was still there. Oh, yeah. I forgot Petr Czech yeah. went there. Yeah. Anyway. But, yeah. So, it's been a minute. Um, huge win for the Gooners. They are now level on points with Tottenham, but sit just second in the lead, league off of uh, goals scored. Sure. So, uh, both North London teams still unbeaten. It's a North London top two, which you never thought you'd see at the start of the season. No. Uh, especially... Spurs. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Really? Yeah. You expected Spurs? To I had them as number one through this many weeks, oh through this many matches. If yeah. there was a way to bet on that, you would have made a lot of money. Oh, I I tried. Trust really? Me. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, it just didn't work out. But um, Well, Brent, do we think that this is maybe a different story for the Gunners this season rather than last? I don't. Personally, um, I right, well, you heard it there. Uh, yeah, Arsenal. that's it. <laughs> that's it. We'll end it right here. No, I I still think the same issues that plagued Arsenal last year will still infect the team this year. They're still really without a number nine. Declan Rice does help a lot. Say it. They're without a number nine, but they do have a canine. The team dog named Win, and it nice. keeps going. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was really good. Um, Aren't you glad I back cut to you me. off? From that? <laughs> it's, uh, no, I just, I, I think they still will run into the same problems as well as if injury starts to creep in. I mean, their players play a lot of games. They are successful in many competitions. They're playing a lot, back to back years. Uh, you know, Sokka hasn't had a break in two years essentially, and maybe now was supposed to be hurt and then wasn't. So who knows what's going on there? But I think with the amount of matches they have to play, I could see there being different issues, but also some of the same issues. And I just don't think they quite have the squad. I still think they're lacking a little bit of experience. I think they're. I don't. I don't think having a goalkeeper battle works for the team. Having two number ones, sure. I don't think works. Um, I think you know. I I understand that you want some 
position battles, but to bring in like two number ones is surprising to me. Like not even like a like a high level number two where it's like right. if the number one gets hurt, like you're gonna be fine. Right. Like two Which Matt act, Turner was. Yeah. Yeah. Two high level number ones yeah. where they're gonna be upset if they're not in the starting eleven each week. So that kind of it's competition, I understand that, but maybe not the right idea for the chemistry. Right. And that's kind of one of the issues that that I have as well on top of possible injuries and you know, I just I just still don't think they're quite there yet. I think Man City at the end of the day cream rises to the top. Mm-hmm. And uh and they've got a lot of cream and they're going to they're going to rise to the top. Brent, I know you didn't uh watch the fixture because we were at the driving range. Uh, but Sokka did get a break. He, he was not in the squad and um, is now withdrawn from the England squad. So oh, okay. he will have some time to, to rest. Um, and you're right. He played an insane amount of games in a right. row. Um, and it, it was bound to happen at some point. But for City, or sorry, for Arsenal to get a win against City yeah. without Sokka, um, I think it was a big statement, um, regardless of how it happened. Uh, it was a <laughs> I'm glad that we didn't sit through that 90 because I've seen highlights and it just did not look like a fun game. Yeah. Um, neither team really wanted to give up uh, anything because they didn't want to lose. And when you have two teams playing to not lose, it's, you know, not, right. not a great spectacle. But yeah, so. But I, then one team did lose. But then one team did lose. So if you play to lose uh, or not to lose, you can still lose. Yeah. Crazy how anyway, that happens. Keep going. <laughs> if only Conte knew that earlier. Oh, Spurs. all right. Um, but. Yeah, um, I kind of agree with what you're saying uh, about how they probably still don't have it in them to go the entire season, and we might see a similar story, maybe to not the extent of last year, where they have a big lead and then kind of let it slip away. I think it'll be more like City turn turn it around in the next two weeks, and they kind of have a lead going from then on. But yeah, um, I agree. Probably not Arsenal's year again. Um, City have just been so resilient, even though they lost back-to-back Premier League games the first time. Yeah, and they lost three in a row. Four, three, not yeah. just league, but total. Like they lost three games in a row because they lost in the League Cup also to uh, Newcastle. Uh, yes, there was three domestic in a row. Yes, they won a Champions League game in the middle. Right. Of yeah. But yeah, that's crazy. Um, so I mean, part of me wants to say, oh, maybe this is going to open up the door to other title contenders like Spurs and Arsenal and you know Liverpool. You wish. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't wanna I don't wanna say that because I don't believe it. Right. Um so I'm just gonna stick with my gut feeling and say Oh, oh nice. That was my gut, yeah. Wow. Um and and say that City are still gonna come back. Is that what that translates to? Yeah. You don't speak gut? I guess not. Wow. I just learned <laughs> I something new. Huh. The A team. Yeah. <laughs> you, you speak Swahili? You don't? <laughs> you don't? <laughs> That's a great yeah. movie. It's a very <laughs> underrated movie. Jake, uh, as I'm thinking about title challengers, though, I would also stop to think about another title challenger that we haven't brought up, which is Everton. I'm going to put that under top transitions for Yeah, us. thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, Jake, Everton, two wins in the last three, granted, that third game was a loss to Luton. Tough. Which is not great. When they're not playing teams that have just been promoted, they are so good. Yeah, no, they're <laughs> flying. In fact, Jake, they have the second most XG in the league, more so than Manchester City. I believe it's like 18 point something is their XG on the season. And that's fairly impressive for a team that only has, what, seven points? 
Seven points, same yeah. as your bees. As yeah, we discussed I know. pre-pod. I know. Um, Brennan, if only they still had a clinical finisher in Richarlison at the club. You know? Oh, that's <laughs> really what they're missing. They right would have converted sure. all of those chances. Yeah, or or even further deep cut if they still had a clinical striker like Wayne Rooney oh. when he was eighteen, or when he was when 30, he was 30, 30 34. <laughs> Um On a, on a side note, I think Richarlison had point eight xg in the first four minutes of the game um, against Luton and obviously did not convert the two yeah. chances that led to actually it had to be more than that I'm not sure if you've seen either chance but he was like just right in front of that both no. times well probably sounds like Richarlison yeah probably a, I'll go I'll round up to an even one xg sure. in the first four minutes of the match but yeah um, that is off topic he's not at Everton Everton on paper don't look like a, bad. a great squad. <laughs> yeah. On paper, bad. On paper, bad. But uh, they're finally getting around to, I guess, this Dicheball 2.0. They really are. Because yeah. it's, it's not like Burnley of the past, because they are creating so many chances, which we didn't see with Burnley. Yeah. Um, and they just kind of had not converted and then gave up goals inevitably because they're Everton and their defense. Just looking at who they have as options as center back. Is kind of shocking. Yeah, and fullback. And fullback, yeah. Uh, when Ashley Young is your first choice. Yeah. Um, says something about your club. I, I know he was at Villa last year, and they did fine. But, but uh, he's just getting older and older. Is, <laughs> the legs are gone. Yeah, for sure. And that was kind of his whole thing. And so was his hair. Oh, come on, man. Because he's bald. Yeah, no, I get it. Maybe yeah. he's really sensitive about that and listening to this. <laughs> That'd be that'd be really messed up. <laughs> he's the little, he's the one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but anyway, I um, yeah. As I look at Everton, I see a team that, frankly, I'm surprised by the contribution of Jack Harrison in this yeah. in this most recent match to have a goal and an assist and a cracking goal at His that first start. I think. Yeah. Yep. And um, you know, not that he was ever a bad player, but coming off a relegation team in Leeds. And all the toxicity around Leeds, perhaps it's good for him that he got out of the squad. I mean, he's a former Wake Forest Demon Deacon, so he's got that NCAA you know, experience. Maybe that leads him to some big performances in the Premier League. I was going to say an honorary American, too. That, so, too. Um, yeah. So fr- we'll root for fr- him. Friend of the pod. Sure. He could have been. He could have yeah. been an American. He could have picked the USA. He didn't. Coward. Did he make a senior appearance for no. England? No. He's just committed to like he he's been apparently allegedly asked to come to U.S. camps before and he said no. Tough. Yeah. Well. Coward. <laughs> Coward. So not. Seventeen seventy six. <laughs> so not a friend of the pod. No, no, not ah. at all. Just like Ashley Young. <laughs> More not like anymore, Ashley after. Old. <laughs> Dude, I used that earlier this year. Oh. Yeah, and I used it again. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I was not surprised about his impact. I thought that was a great pickup. Although it was strange that they signed him on loan, yeah. knowing that he was going to be injured for the first seven games. Correct. I think this was his first appearance in the eighth game, maybe? Yeah, Jake, I think you're spot on. Um, so, I mean, it, it worked out this game. He, he played very well, had an absolute cracker first time on the half volley when the keeper was out a bit. And I, I think he might be one of the people on the wings that they needed. Um, they obviously lost uh, Damari Gray. Mm-hmm. We talked about it. They needed some sort of replacement. And uh, DCL is looking better. Uh, he ha- didn't have a goal involvement, which was sad because I picked him up in fantasy for that uh-huh. week. Um, but he did look good going forward, and play went through him, and he held the ball up well. 
And he's always an aerial threat. So I think with um, the likes of Dwight McNeil and Jack Harrison on the flank, um, they might be okay. Fine. Going for it? Jake, what I'm hearing is that you think Jack Harrison is the new Yannick Bellassi. Ooh, I don't hate that. Um, yeah, does that mean... Uh, Way Be- less skillful. Does that mean uh, <laughs> Beto is a new Romelu Lukaku? <laughs> I guess so. I mean, it, Jake, ipso facto, <laughs> it has to be that way. But no, I um, I mean, look, I'm, I'm happy to see Everton doing well. I think, you know... They have they've had enough good players for a while that they never should have been as bad as they were in like threatening relegation every single year for the past two years and almost even three. Yeah. Um, not that they were a bad team three years ago, just more of the signs were there. Like like cracks in the ship, it was starting to flood, and then it started sinking the past two years. Ooh, doing the a black lot of ship. Pro. Yes, exactly. I'm doing a lot of ship metaphors. Um but no, I um I don't know. When I think when I think of this current Everton squad, I still think they've got some cracks at the back. I think Jordan Pickford is fine. The stern. Yes. Uh, Jordan Pickford is fine. I I don't think he's as great as people make him out to be. I mean, like, he makes some good saves. But he also has some pretty big errors. And he's pretty small. Like, he doesn't really command the box Ooh. like some other <laughs> He's got I, normal size hands. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Um, but no, I, I think... When I look at Everton, I see a team that has the opportunity to score when they go forward, especially mm-hmm. with the emergence of James Garner, who I didn't think was going to get any time for Everton. Really? Um, I thought you liked him at uh, I, I really liked him. I was very disappointed when United got rid of him. But um, just in terms of dice ball, like, I didn't think James Garner really fit into that. But he mm-hmm. seems to be making a name for himself, finding a place in the team. And it's working. It's paying off. He's having an impact. And I just think... The bigger issues is I could see them conceding too many. Sure. If the forwards are having an off day or even a mediocre day, I could see them conceding two to three goals easily. Yeah, I mean, I think it's not far-fetched to say that the biggest weakness of their team has been the defense overall. Sure. Um, I think that they are you know, surprisingly well off in the midfield if you think of the likes of Onana – uh, Adjutsu Ganage, oh, no, Decore, no. and Garner. Um, I, I think that they're pretty, you know, stacked. Not stacked, as in, like, could compete with the big boys in the midfield. But uh, when you compare them to the mid-table teams, they have a, a pretty decent midfield, and they can build on that. And I feel like that's one of the reasons why they've created so much XG. It's sure. because they've been able to c- control enough of the game through their talented midfield players. I think Decore has been probably their best player all season, um, arguably. And, and it was big at the end of last season, too. Absolutely, scored the, the heroics. Game, game winner. Um, but yeah, and now you, you have the likes of Harrison that can you know provide some creativity um, out wide. And McNeil, who's been there uh, for... Been there, done that. Been yeah. there, he's played under Dyche, uh, knows the system, and is always you know good for a good delivery from a free kick or even from open play. Sure. So I, I think it's going to come down to their defense holding up against the teams they need to beat, like Luton Town. Right. So, you know, check that one as a no. Um, but they going, beat the bees. going forward, they, they did beat the Bees, which we didn't think was going to be a team that they yeah. would need to compete against in a relegation fight, but we'll see. But here we are. Um, and it's going to be their two frontmen, um, rotating with DCL and Beto to see if they can convert the chances 
that their midfield and wingers are going to create. So um, I, I think they are probably fine another season. I, I think it's not going to be relegation time or curtains for Everton in the Premier League. So, I mean, early days. Early days. Seven points. I mean, they're not safe. But. Yeah, I feel like you know what I landed on last season is that early days ends after the second international break. Then you start getting more into like the mid season. Like it's still early mid season when you get back. This feels like an a, an early second international break, though. Am I wrong? It it does feel a little bit on the early side, okay. but at the point you've played eight matches sure. and you're what a quarter of the way already through the season. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that seems like a pretty fair marker for... Uh, it's a 38-game season. So not a quarter. So not a quarter. Um, I was just going to look at Everton's it's more like a more like 20%. Yeah. yeah. Their next fixture after the international sure. break. Uh, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. What is it? What came up? <clears throat> they play Liverpool. Oh. Then they play West Ham. Then they play Brighton. That's a pretty tough next three. So... I was going to say we could base it off of their next game, but I don't really think going to Anfield is a good test to say if they're back or not or they're going to be safe because I think all, all teams are going to struggle going to Anfield to an extent. Yeah. Um, so let's say the West Ham fixture. If they hold yeah. their own against against West Ham um, and they don't look as porous as they can, then maybe we say, hey, they, they could be safe. And especially if they pick up three points against West Ham. A West sure. Ham team who just drew Newcastle in a hard-fought fixture. Um, I, I think that's a good test. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think the international breaks, for some teams, come at the best times. For some teams, come at the worst times. For Everton, I feel like it's one of the worst times. They could use the momentum of recent matches going to Anfield to maybe pick up a point. I think having two weeks off and away and then coming back could spell a little bit of doom for them. Not that they really had that good of a chance in the first place. Sure. But I don't think it does them any favors to have two weeks off after some positive results. Yeah, I will play devil's advocate here and say that Liverpool have more players on international duty, will be less rested as you know Everton has sure. more staying back and more time to prep for the Liverpool fixture. So maybe you know in that sense they could come out in – you know, Liverpool like to concede early, so I'm not going to... Obviously, you know, we don't condone betting. But Ever. Everton to score first, I mean, could be free. Jake, we don't condone betting, but we will be doing it. <laughs> That's the thing. Do as I say, not as, not I, as do. I do. Exactly. Or do as I do. I don't care. Yeah. I, I literally do whatever care you less. Want. Do whatever you want. This is a free country. <laughs> this is America. America. Um, but yeah, so... I mean, I'm going to say it one more time. Say it, early, say it baby. Say early it. days. It is still early days. Yeah. We, we just That's decided. my line. <laughs> You've said it twice now. Um, so I, I, we're not going to make any snap judgments on Everton. Um, they should be Bournemouth. I'm going to make a snap judgment on Bournemouth. I think they're bad. <laughs> you just said we weren't going to make any. I, I just made one. <laughs> you broke your only rule. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, I'm, I'm a little frustrated by that, Jake, if I'm honest. But you know what I'm not frustrated by? What? The quality of this whiskey. Yeah. I am a big fan. I, I know we said it last week, but I want to bring it up again. This New York apple flavored whiskey <laughs> from Leopold Bros is absolutely We're going to get sponsored. I forgot to send an email. I should have. You should have. Yeah. And you should send them this sample to let them know that we absolutely love it. If you want something chill and crisp, 
refreshing. Mm-hmm. Tastes like apples, but it's still a whiskey. New York apple flavored whiskey from Leopold Bros. I'm going to cut that part. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that part sucks. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so any other snap judgments you want to make? Um, Man United came back against the Bees. Yeah, let me let me let me pose a question to you sure. on, on that um, because we did spend a good amount of time talking about Man United last week. Let me just say to you or ask you, Man United or Chelsea are either of these or both or neither a false summit on their return to their normal form? I think both is a false summit. Okay. Um. Look, at the end of the day, United didn't play well. They still had an error from Onana and from Lindelof and from Casemiro lead to a goal, which is the spine of their team. Yeah. Um, United are struggling with injuries. They literally have no defensive substitutions left based on you know the players that were playing. Dallow, um, Maguire, Evans, and Lindelof are literally the only ones that they have left. Yeah. Uh, now, granted, it is the international break. Perhaps Ferron comes back, maybe Juan Basaka. Um, but they have no defensive coverage. They had um, no one on the bench. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think those those issues could still persist. And then Chelsea, they've you know, they've they've won before and still managed to underperform going forward. So True. uh I, I wouldn't be surprised if both teams I I think they'll start picking up more points. I think the losses start to go away, but I think they still keep dropping points to draws. And like the occasional win for the next few matches. Yeah, who is Chelsea's other only win against? Was it Luton? Yeah, that sounds right. Luton away. Yeah, yeah. I remember because um, I was psyched about Nico Jackson scoring for my fantasy team. Sterling game? assisted him. Okay, I know Sterling had one or two goals. Yeah, yeah. He he scored two goals and an assist. Yeah, I remember yeah. Uh, the right in front of that cross. Yep, yep. Um, so yeah, Burnley, Luton, only two victories I think on the season for Chelsea. Um, so I, I wouldn't get too, still some issues. I wouldn't yeah. get carried away. Um, but you know, obviously as a Spurs fan, I, I watched the Pochettino process Sure. and it takes a little bit of time. You yeah. know, he had some rough start or rough results with Spurs, um, with, you know, not as high expectations as he has at sure. Chelsea and not the quality as he has at Chelsea, arguably, you know, you can compare and contrast, but I, I will, I, I think he will figure it out. I think so too. That's was, my prediction at the start of this season was that Chelsea by the mid to late season would start clicking, that they would start getting their system. The players would start performing, but it's just going to take some time to adjust where Manchester United is, I think is a bigger issue. I mean, Chelsea did a good job of getting rid of a lot of problematic players and rotational players. Manchester United are just riddled with drama, whether it's Greenwood, whether it's Sancho, whether it's Anthony, whether it's Marcus Rashford being called to be dropped at this point. You know, they, they are just flooded with drama around the club, and it's certainly not a help to the team, whereas Chelsea, they don't have internal drama. Mm-hmm. They're just not performing yet, and I think they will. I just don't know if it's, you know, when you say, like, a false peak, I think it is, but in the short term for Chelsea. Brent, I've got two things for you. I got a fact check on myself. Um, they beat Fulham. Oh, so these these are back to back wins, actually. So, really? Um, yeah, the two zero. When did, when did Sterling do his thing? When did Sterling do his thing? Yeah, Sterling Five and Nico Jackson. Ago, six matches. Really? Ago. Yeah. Wow. 
So they because they had that win against Luton, and you're like, oh, like maybe they're gonna get back, and oh, then they sure. lost to Forest, Drew, Bournemouth, right. lost to Villa. Yep. Beat Fulham on the second of October, and then obviously beat Burnley this last match. So they got a couple wins on the bounce. But Brent coming up, they play <laughs> Arsenal. Win. Brentford. Win. Spurs. Win. Man City. Win. Newcastle. Win. <laughs> okay. Easy. 15 points. I thought you said it was a false summit. Yeah, no, it is. <laughs> it's, it's a big false gonna, summit. Do you ever know when you're hiking and there's a false summit, but it keeps going? Yeah. And then there's a false summit, and then yeah. it keeps going? That's that's Chelsea. So they're going to win those five games in a row. Yes. And then... And then have a big decline yeah. against all the teams they should be beating. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> good to know. Yeah, but also I hope the bees don't lose to them. Right, for your sake. Well, this was an and interesting weekend. We did talk about that. Um, for me personally, just, oh, you know. Your, two, your former team and your new team play. Yeah, and and finding myself genuinely upset that the Bees lost that game. Like, I was sitting there. I was about to change the channel. Had my Xbox remote in hand. <laughs> Scott McTominay scored, and I went, fuck, and threw it up against my pillow on the side when when he scored the second one. When he scored yeah. the first one, I didn't care as You're much. Fine, whatever. But, and then I took a second of pause and thought... Introspection. Huh. Maybe I really am a Bees fan. Well, this episode of Brent's spiritual journey of discovering his true self... It is spiritual. Um, he is actually a Bees fan. Do you uh, want to align the chakras for me? Bzz, <laughs> <laughs> Do you like that? <laughs> I hated that. Okay. That's fair. You know what I didn't hate? This podcast. I had a lot of giggles. Yeah, I had a great time. Um, off the cuff, as, as we've been doing. Sure, we've been riffing. <laughs> Just two bros in their mid to late 20s riffing on a podcast. Riffing about sports, you know? That's that's what America is about. That is what America... No, name your favorite retired uh, soccer player. Favorite retired yeah. Are you talking like post soccer personality or like just like my favorite player? No, that's somebody still like you loved to watch. Oh, and now um, retired. Oh, geez. Uh, probably Nemanja Vidic. Okay. Cool. He was very cool. What about you? Um, Girth? Musa. Oh. Dembele. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Soko's still kicking, man. Sure. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> the, the footy. He's still kicking the footy. Well, and what was the. Can I ask for the context behind the ask? Was it just for fun, or did did you have some? Oh, why I asked? Oh, uh, I, I've seen memes. It's like guys just naming old players oh. uh, from whatever sport they're talking about. Sure, like they could, that's a whole conversation. Oh, they, they could yeah, do that for I love hours. Them. We could do a whole podcast. So <laughs> I just wanted to, I used to like to watch. I want to make that meme a real thing. Yeah, um, I saw David Beckham in real life twice. So you saw cool. him? Yeah, for you the like, galaxy. Shook his hand. No, I did go on the field one time mm. in a did game it that smell he was like playing. Him? It was overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. I also remember one of our coaches was way too into it. And there's an old chant for Manchester United where they'd go, give us a wave, Beckham, give us a wave. Yeah. And he'd like wave the crowd. Do it the whole time? He made us do it over and over oh, and no. over again. Did he wave? Yeah, he did it the first time. And the coach was like, oh my God. Yeah, he freaked out <laughs> and then he had us do it again. And you could tell Beckham was just like, like, hey, like I'm, I'm in the MLS. Don't was do it during your tournaments when he went to California? No, this was actually in Kansas City. Um, I went to Rush Fest in Kansas City, which is all the Rush teams from across the nation come down to one. Like based on the rock band? Yes. Rush? Yes. The very same. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> That's my Beckham story. That was a really good story, man. Yeah, no worries. Uh, join us next time for more stories by Brent. 
um, from the Premier League podcast with the coziest dress code. And that dress code is stories, whiskey, and jammies. We'll see you next time.